Psalm 57 for the chief musician to the tune of Do Not Destroy, a poem by David when he fled from Saul hiding in a cave. Be merciful to me, God, be merciful to me, for my soul takes refuge in you. Yes, in the shadow of your wings I will take refuge until disaster has passed. I cry out to God Most High, to God who accomplishes my requests for me. He will send from heaven and save me. He rebukes the one who is pursuing me, Selah. God will send out his loving kindness and his truth. My soul is among lions. I lie among those who are set on fire, even the sons of men whose teeth are spears and arrows and their tongue a sharp sword. Be exalted, God, above the heavens. Let your glory be above the earth. They have prepared a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down. They dig a pit for me. They fall into the middle of it themselves. Sailor. My heart is steadfast, God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises. Wake up, my glory. Wake up, lute and harp. I will wake up the dawn. I will give thanks to you, Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations. For your great loving kindness reaches to the heavens and your truth to the skies. Be exalted, God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. So this song, uh, psalm, is written um, to the tune of Do Not Destroy. <laughs> That's a strange name for a song. And uh, I've talked about this before. There's quite a few psalms that are, are sung to popular tunes of the time. And um, so, you know, a tune that everyone might know would be, you know, the Happy Birthday to You tune or someone said the Yellow Submarine by the Beatles. Well, you know, that might have been more well-known, you know, a generation or two ago. But there are well-known tunes and then, you know, you could write other words to them. So the psalms, a lot of them, this one's written to the tune of Do Not Destroy. We have no idea what that tune sounds like, but there are now three psalms in a row, 57, 58, 59, and all of them, plus one psalm later, are to this tune, Do Not Destroy. Now, this psalm was written uh, when David was running away from Saul, who was trying to kill him, and he was hiding in a cave. There are two times that David was hiding in caves. One was in the cave of Adullam, and the other was in the caves at En Gedi. And David spared Saul's life in the caves at En Gedi when Saul crept in to, um, you know, go to the toilet. And David snuck up behind him and could have killed him, but he just cut off the corner of his robe instead and spared his life. We covered all that in the Samuel videos. So David, you know, was afraid, was hiding. Saul was chasing him with an army of thousands, but David was honourable to him, but Saul was dishonourable to David. The psalm starts with David crying out, Be merciful to me, God. Be merciful to me. My soul takes refuge in you. So this is another one of those examples of people trying to hurt David, but David's not saying to the people be merciful. David's saying to the Lord be merciful because he knows that the reality of things is God's in control. If you want to appeal to the highest, most powerful person, you appeal to the person who can you know, he's in, he's in control of everything. It's the Lord. And so that's what the Lord does. 
In verse 2, he says, I cry to the Lord Most High, to God who accomplishes my requests for me. That's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's amazing on multiple levels. It's amazing that God does things for people when they ask. Because you, you just think of the most powerful being, the, the God who created all things. The universe is stunningly huge as it is. And um, I just saw this photo that was on, it was released today by NASA. And uh, there's this fantastic new telescope called the James Webb Space Telescope, Telescope, JWST. And it was, you know, launched into, into space six months ago and they've configured it. And it's the biggest, biggest, most powerful telescope they've ever put into space. And this thing can see further than any other telescope and it can see in infrared light and all amazing things. And today they released the very first photo. This is, um, July the 12th that I'm recording this. And uh, this photo, I looked at it and it's, it's you know, on, on one level it just looks like a picture of dots and colors and patterns, but every one of those things is a star or a galaxy. <laughs> and apparently this thing, if you were to get a grain of sand, like a little a piece of sand, like one grain and hold it out at a distance, now imagine that in the sky, that one grain. Now think of how big the sky is, but imagine one grain this picture that NASA has released is taking up about that much space of the sky, but the one picture is so full of galaxies and stars. Each galaxy, you know, with hundreds of millions of stars. Mind-blowing. Well, see, this is our God who created all of that. And David says, I cry to my God who answers my requests. The, that's the most amazing thing at all, is that we can ask God for things and he does them. But the second most amazing thing is that David even knew that way, way, way back then. Jesus hadn't come along yet to say, ask, seek, and knock, or whatever you ask in my name will be done. None of that existed yet. That part of the Bible wasn't written yet. How did David even know these things? David somehow knew the Lord, and he knew he could ask God for things, and it would happen. <laughs> and we can too. These things are mind-blowing. David... Um, David says in verse 5, he says, Be exalted, God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. David's praying that God will help him, but at the same time he's praying that God would be glorified. Now, this is the same thing that Jesus prayed when Jesus was um, in the Garden of Eden, the Garden of, uh, not Eden, Gethsemane. And Jesus said, you know, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. What Jesus wanted was for the Father's will to be done, for the Father to be glorified, for the Father to be exalted. And here David is saying, be exalted, God. Let your glory be over the earth. In other words, I'm willing to put up with any earthly thing so that your name can be lifted up high. Now, most of us don't think about God's glory. We only think about our own problems. <laughs> So we're only thinking of how to escape this terrible thing that's happening to me right now, but we don't think of how can God be glorified through my life circumstance. So someone is giving you a hard time, how can the Lord be glorified through that? Rather than praying to wipe that person out and stop the problem, be saying, Lord, how can I be like Christ? How can your name be amplified through this situation? And even praying, Lord, glorify your name through my life. That's a powerful prayer. David prays that prayer right here. Now, 
I'm gonna finish with verse six and a thought. Oh, maybe, maybe two thoughts. Verse six, it says, they, that's, the, that's Saul and his army, they have prepared a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down. They dig a pit for me and they fall into it themselves. And then he says, sailor. In other words, think about that. So evil people, people who do evil things, you know, they, they act a certain way because they want their behavior to affect others, but they fall into the consequences of their own effects. I saw this years ago in Mount Morgan when we had a neighbor at our church who hated, hated the church and did things to us. He put toilet in the concrete. He put concrete in the toilet at the church so we couldn't use the toilet. He let down all four tires on my car one night during a prayer meeting, turned off the power during services, called the police to do a decibel reading check week after week after week, every service complaining that our music was too loud when it wasn't. Like this man gave us so many problems and uh, we decided to love our enemies. It's all written down in my book, Sermons on the Mount. I've told this story. And, um, but what we found was that the process of it purified our hearts so that our love for him became genuine, but it destroyed him. And um, this is what happens. This is what David's saying here is, you know, they've dug a pit for me, but they've fallen into their own pit. So people who are evil and antagonistic, sometimes they just are so full of hatred and anger and they want to hurt you, but their own bitterness hurts them. And, and as a Christian, I'm aware of this. So sometimes there, yeah, thank God, not often, but sometimes there are people that give you a hard time and um, I don't hate them, but I'm mindful that unless they find some grace, they're going to be hurt. So I, I think to myself, I'm not getting hurt at all. Some of my personal circumstances might be difficult, but I'm not touched within myself. I'm safe. The Lord has got me. Everything's fine. And it doesn't affect me personally what people do to me if they call me names or they you know, give me death threats, which happened to me once, uh, you know, or scratch down the side of my car with a key. Someone did that to my car once. Actually, it was my dad's car. He was not very happy about that, <laughs> but I was driving it. But they thought they were attacking me. That was the thing. Um, thank God for insurance. And so people do things to you, and, um, but you realize they're doing it to themselves. And that's what David's saying here in verse six. So sometimes, you know, it's people who are clearly your enemy, but sometimes it's people who are your friends, but they're struggling with their feelings. And sometimes it's even your own family. Like sometimes people have children, say they're growing up as teenagers and they're rebellious and they're so angry and they can't see that their parents are on their side because their parents appear to be making their life a little difficult. You know, their parents have rules and sometimes things happen where even family members get angry and they don't act reasonably. And I think to myself, those people are digging a pit for their own feet. And it bothers me a lot because I don't want them to fall into their own pit, if you know what I'm trying to say. I've seen this with a few relatives of mine. Thank God I've got so many wonderful relatives that love the Lord, but I've had a handful of relatives that have gone through difficulties and they've thought, that their anger was targeted at others, but they didn't know that they were causing their own pain. And so my, I, I wanna pray for them. It's a, tricky way, it's a tricky thing to pray for because I don't wanna pray harm for them. And some people, some Christians do. They get into situations where they pray harmful things against other people and you shouldn't do that. I don't wanna do that, but I 
also know that there's consequences coming to them. I want them to be delivered because I don't want them to fall into the trap of what they're setting for, for other people. It's very, very complicated. It calls for gracious prayer. It calls for mercy. It calls for the kindness of the Lord. And ultimately, you treat others that way, even if they don't recognize it. I'll tell you, who, do, who does recognize it? The Lord does. And you will receive such grace from him. Finally, in verse 9, the final point I want to make. David says, I will give thanks to you, Lord, among the people. I will sing praises to you among the nations. When we see the word nations in the Psalms, nearly always it's Gentiles. It's not talking about um, you know, nations in the way we think of them. It's talking about people who are not Jewish, all these other ethnic groups. And you remember, people who are Gentiles were often excluded from Israel. But David is saying, I'm going to praise you out there. I'm going to tell all those out people about the Lord. And there's very, very few places in the Old Testament where we see people being a witness for Christ. David is one of them. And uh, it's, it's a wonderful thing. Lord, I ask for your grace to be at work among us. I pray that we would have the merciful heart of Christ towards others. And uh, Lord, I pray you deliver people from the evil that's within them so that they do not fall into their own trap. Heavenly Father, help us to be like Christ, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.